Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. You're extra thriving today. We have so very much to get into, including Dak Prescott silencing the haters and Kadarius Toney clapping back at his former team. We're also going to touch on if Tua is destined for an MVP season and how Tyreek Hill has already crowned him as such. But first, we have a brand new segment that we'll be doing every Monday that Coop and I are really excited about. We're calling it 10 Headlines from the Weekend, where I give my five headlines, Coop gives his five headlines. They're going to be about the NBA, NFL, college football, whatever we want them to be. Coop, I have a feeling I know what your first headline is going to be. I'm going to go post something on the community tab, so talk to me about your Cowboys. Oh, it's easy. In the words of the one of the best coaches to ever coach for the uh, Dallas Cowboys and Jimmy mm. Johnson, Yeah. how about them Cowboys? Oh, God. First off, we're going to start by addressing all of the haters in this world. You can name anybody, really. They fall into the category of a Cowboys hater. Um I didn't hear much from Stephen A. Smith today. I'll, I'll start by saying that. I didn't either. I didn't hear much from him today. Um, but also, shout out to all those people who just called me crazy for taking Dak Prescott over Kirk Cousins, who I'll get to later, mm-hmm. by the yeah. way. I'll get to him later. Um, Cowboys are now on an 11-game win streak against the New York football giants. Um the 11-game win streak for Dak Prescott as a starting quarterback is the longest in history of the NFL against one team and you want to know who he tied? Oh, my God. Roger Staubach. So, fun fact, the Giants are just bums against the Cowboys because Roger Staubach had an 11-game win streak. Now Dak Prescott does. We'll make it 12 later in the season. Okay. But we're going to get into what really happened in this game. Talk to me. Because, obviously, yes, Dak didn't have to do much in this game. The offense didn't have to do much. So, there's still question marks that I have on this team as far as the offense goes. But you won 40 to nothing in a downpour in New York, and we saw what the rain affected Joe yes. Burrow the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, who Jamar I'm sure we'll get Chase, to later. Yeah. The rain affected a lot of people. It also affected Daniel Jones, so I will put that out there. But this defense was not even just great. They were elite. Like, top to bottom, every single player, even the backups got four sacks. Right. Like, I mean, this defense was top to bottom, hands down incredible. Two interceptions. I, I think it was four forced fumbles. They only recovered one, so it literally could have been four to seven. Or it could have been – seven turnovers for the Giants, right. but they got lucky the ball bounced their way, and they got a couple of those forced fumbles back. It was eight sacks in this game, and we were getting constant pressure on Daniel Jones rushing four. We didn't even have to send more. Jeez. We were Michael Parsons was literally getting double and triple teamed, and he was still touching the quarterback. Like, this was just top to bottom one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen in my life, but the Dax Landers got stopped. He didn't have to do anything. Be grateful that you won 40 to nothing. Like, I've seen so many Cowboys fans. Like, Dak was so bad. He didn't have to throw the ball. Yeah, and the thing was, I go back to the interview before the kickoff. Usually you see NBC or any other network interview the coach of the team. They went to Dak Prescott and asked him two extremely emotional questions right before kickoff, and that was, you led the league in interceptions. How are you going to bounce back? He was like, I'm just here to win. This is your first time not handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. How do you plan on attacking them? I'm just here to win the game. Nope. He went out and won 40 to nothing. I want to touch about the Giants side of things. By the way, as a friend of yours, Cooper, I could not be happier for you because oh, I know so the suffering you've been through as a Dallas Cowboys fan and suffering no more. The Cowboys are a freaking all-star team, and you deserve all the love that you're getting right now. To the Giants. Yeah. Please. <laughs> no team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse. Lost a sack battle 7 to 0 or worse. Lost a turnover battle 
three to zero or worse, and had a blocked field goal returned for a touchdown, and thrown a pick six in the same season. So all of those things have never been done in one season. All those things have never been done in one season. All of those things got accomplished by the New York Giants in one damn game last night to open the season on Sunday Night Football. They just gave Daniel Jones a bag. 40 mil. (laughs) And they added all this weaponry, all the speed they added in the offseason. They got Saquon to come back and play. Mm -hmm. None of it was shown. Was Darren Waller on the field? Did he play? I think he caught one or two. He played last night? Because that hamstring still looks like it's pretty messed up. He was a non-factor. Everybody was. <laughs> and Dallas has a freaking all-star team. You add Stephon Gilmore to that. Uh, Trevon Diggs, he's known as a ball hawk. Dude. He laid the wood and forced <laughs> a pick six. I mean, it was just incredible what I saw from the Cowboys. An absolute atrocity from what I saw from the New York Giants. You and I were never really sold on that team. And now, yeah. I don't think they're a wild card team or anywhere close to one. I, I, you know, I thought it was kind of crazy, like, the fact that they were close last year, and I was like, ah, Daniel Jones, all right. Mm-hmm. He had a good year. I all mean, right. 700 yards rushing, I did not know that going in the game because they posted the thing. It's just one of those things that I do think the rain had a massive effect on this game, and that's why I'm like, I am still have questions about the Cowboys that I think will be answered next week against the Jets, who we'll get to see here in a little bit. Um, and I think... They get the Cardinals next week, so right. I think I think we'll we'll get to see kind of a tale of two games. Um, I think by week three, week four, if they're sitting there one and three, we have something to talk about. That's something to talk about. Vanilla Vic was not there last night. No, <laughs> it was so it was so crazy because the opening drive looked so promising, it really did. and then it was capped off by a shit snap that led into a long field goal that never even had a chance of getting close to the goalpost. Because if you look at what happened, Pat McAfee, you know, he's a special teams guy yeah. from forever. He explained how it got blocked and just the split. That What was the guy's name? Wanye Thomas. Wanye Thomas split it and blocked it. And then the other kid they just traded for. No egg Benagi. Yes, took it back. Auburn. Yeah, it was just great all-around yeah. coach. Shout out to you if you put money on no egg Benagi scoring the first touchdown for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, you won a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> ain't nobody. Like, if you had told me we won 40 nothing, I would have been like, oh, Dak went off. Mm-hmm. And our offense scored literally three touchdowns. For sure. Literally 21. I think 27 points came from our offense. The rest was literally deep. And I like what they did with Devontae Turpin and just had him all over the field. They had him in the backfield. Tony Pollard looks like a real back now. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to be okay and just follow that defense. Yeah. I I shit on Mike McCarthy's play calling for a long, long time this offseason. I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. And now I loved everything he did. I know it's just one game and it was an absolute blowout, but – I like the play calls yeah. he did. He didn't put Dak in a bad position. Exactly. And, and if you, I don't know if anybody else notices this because they probably turned it off after the first half. But I kept watching, obviously, because mm-hmm. I never get a, I never get to sit back and relax in any of my team's games. Like you saw me during the two lane game. I don't get to sit back and relax anywhere. Yep. So like this was finally the first time I could literally like sit back and be like, all right, it doesn't matter what's happening. We're mm-hmm. winning this game. But Dak would literally go over there, and it would be him, McCarthy, and I guess the QB coach. I couldn't tell who it was because his back was to the camera. But they literally are sitting there, and he's looking at the play, and Dak's like, yeah, look at that defense. And, like, they're literally just sitting there communicating. I think that's going to go a long way. Like, Dak can – I mean, we saw him call that uh, last preseason game where Will Greer looked like he was back in college, throwing for 400 yards, rushing for 100. Like, Dak Dak knows what he's doing, and I think him and McCarthy pairing together is going to be good. I think so, too. They're on the same page. I I vividly remember towards the beginning of the game, Dak still had his visor on 
rain started coming down. He ran off, took the helmet off, and just started chopping it up in McCarthy while his visor was getting taken off his helmet. And the chemistry there is good, and you could tell the confidence was there from the jump because during that first interview, he had the weight of the world on him. Oh, it had yeah. been talked about. I mean, they just traded for Trey Lance, and they go out, and he performs. I thought we were going to see Trey Lance fashion. last night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I really did. I, I was did. like, oh, yeah. warm him up. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think there is a rule in the NFL that the only re- – so he's the third QB. Right. Um the only way he's allowed to play in the game because he doesn't count towards your 53-man going into the game, the only way he can play is if Dak and Cooper Rush both get hurt. Gotcha. That's the only way he's allowed to play. So he, you won't see him unless mm-hmm. something goes drastically wrong. Yeah, and speaking of Trey Lance, his former team, yeah, you may disagree with this, um, but I think when the NFL power rankings come out, if they haven't already, the 49ers should be atop that list. In my opinion, they're the best team in football right now. At one point in the second quarter, the disparity in yards – from scrimmage was 199 to one. Yeah. Um, they just put a beat down on the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people, including myself, was sold on the preseason. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, yep. they didn't show up. Deontay Johnson ended up going down. Um, but Bosa played every single snap, even though he missed all of training camp. He just signed that massive contract. And you're like, what kind of shape is he going to be in? And he showed up big time as I turn the AC <laughs> off in our apartment so it's not loud as hell in here. Anyways, Bosa showed up big time. And whenever you're paying your quarterback nine hundred thousand dollars or just nine hundred grand, yeah. you can pretty much surround him with talent anywhere, and they yes. have done that. Defensively, Javon Hargrave, Fred Warner, Javarius Ward, and Hufanga Ward and Hufanga both had interceptions in that game. Their secondary showed up, and offensively, Trent Williams, Ayuk looks like a future for, uh, number one wide receiver for any other team. Debo yeah. Samuel, obviously, George Kittle, and this is my final statement on the 49ers. Ever since Christian McCaffrey has been there. They look like a different team offensively. I'd agree with that. That's I'd agree with that. Say. Do you think they're the best team in football, or do you are you leaning towards your Cowboys? I'd, I'm going one two right now, but I, I got San Fran. I think it's a nice one A one B. I don't know who I'd put on top. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you beat a team forty to nothing, Sunday night football prime time, like that's going to go a long way. But they, I mean, I saw that game and I was like, glad I don't have a Steelers player in fantasy because yeah. my fantasy team. They were bad. Right. Jack, I was down 110 to 40 after the noon games, and I was like, all right, Justin Fields is going to save me. We'll get to him. Right. Um, and then I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I need my defense to score 30, and I need Tony Pollard to score 30. Well, the defense got 40, and Tony Pollard got 25. So I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Good. So now we're back in the game. But, no, I I think the Cowboys and 49ers, I don't remember what week, but they play sometime midseason. You're going to get to see a nice – NFC Championship preview. I think. I, I'm leaning that way as well. I can't wait for that one. Fantasy wise, I lost by one to our guy Ben Hunter. And Did Jamar, you really? Jamar Chase had nine points. That's why. Well, I think in that league I won because of the Cowboys' defense too. Oh yeah, <laughs> because oh. I drafted him in every league, dude. And by the way, Antonio Gibson was a wrong pick. Point nine. Point nine. Yeah. You yeah. will not be getting a start, but thank God I have Zay Flowers on my bench. Yeah, dude, Lord he looked great. Mercy. Oh, we'll get to him. He's on. He's oh, on my things. Sure. Get to your next number topic, two. Buddy. The mighty have fallen. Oh shit! In college football, and I, I'm going to constitute this as the entire conference. Bama goes down just a week after LSU absolutely gets dismantled on the right. football field, and this is arguably one of the worst losses I've seen Alabama take. Yep. Um, Texas absolutely had their way against them, mm-hmm. like top to bottom, and they just gave like both LSU and Bama, who were projected to be one and two in the SEC West. Have both already been beat. Yes, it's non-conference, so it won't hurt too bad if they handle business SEC. But they have given a blueprint as to how to beat them. Bama, Texas didn't even rush them with five players. They rushed them with three, and they got pressure. 
that was the talk all offseason. The strength of this Alabama team is their offensive line. It didn't look no, like it. No, it was not. And, oh, yeah, Bijan Robinson played on Sunday. Bijan's not playing yes. for Texas anymore, and it did not matter. Shout out to Quinn Ewers, too. I, I, I'll get back to, like, the mighty have fallen part, but, like, they showed a stat after his first touchdown, and it was like Quinn Ewers hadn't completed a touchdown pass of 20 or more yards ever until yep. that game, and he completed two of them. Yeah. I was like, what a he, they played incredible, he but looks like an NFL quarterback. He man. does, he does. I mean, this is a guy that was literally a literally perfect rating number one overall recruit that went to Ohio State. Obviously, sat behind CJ Stroud. Was like, I don't want to sit behind CJ Stroud. Transfers to Texas. Then all the talk in the offseason is Arch Manning is going to take his job. Mm-hmm. Arch Manning's redshirted. He yep. ain't even seen a snap, even in the garbage time against Rice. Mm-hmm. Not seen a snap. Quinn Ewers, he's going to be awesome this yep. year. But to the SEC. They do not look very good. No. And this is coming from SEC guy, SEC guy. Go down the list. Missouri barely beats MTSU. Ole Miss struggles against Tulane. Tennessee struggles against Austin Peay. Um, Arkansas struggles against Kent State. Georgia has not looked great. Yes, the final scores look great. They have not looked great. They've been tied going into half, I think, in the first game. And then this second game, it's nothing different. Auburn. No offense whatsoever. I don't know how they won that game against Cal. And then, obviously, Bama, Florida, uh, and LSU have lost. And South Carolina, Florida, garbage. Um, is not looking great. Who, to you right now, looks like the number one team in the country? For me, it's Michigan, even though they haven't played much. Ohio State looked fantastic, even though they didn't play anybody last week. I think Ohio State has a talent to do it. I mean, the Indiana game, they, they struggled, but, again – their version of struggling is winning a conference 20. game by 20 points yeah. on the road. That's and the their defense gave up three points. Exactly. Ohio State and Michigan, this looks like a Big Ten's year to win it all. Um, USC out on the West Coast took care of business. I just don't think defensively they're good yeah. enough. pac 12s deep as hell. But at the top of the top, Michigan and Ohio State look like the best, and not to mention Penn State. I, I'd be – I know it's one week removed, but I'd be – Wrong to not mention Texas. Like, I yep. mean, Texas and Florida State both. I like – and we saw what Clemson looks like. I'm not saying – the ACC is probably really low because I don't think North Carolina is going to be anything more than scoring having to score 48 points a game to try and beat you because they're going to give up 45. Um, we saw that with App State. I think Florida State is going to be in conversation. I really believe Texas is going to be – if they can get over that Oklahoma – bump in the road but I think Texas Oklahoma Michigan Ohio State Penn State those are the teams that I'd say easy one through five because Georgia has not impressed me I gotta show the Texas respect after that big time win this weekend I just I'm so trained like since 2010 to not believe it Longhorns are gonna lose a game they're not supposed to lose against Kansas State against but against Texas Tech somebody they're gonna lose to they're not supposed to lose to Florida State I love Keon Coleman did his thing again this weekend he's awesome well dude Ole Miss's dude uh, scored the very first touchdown and then he got hurt so he didn't play again like literally Keon Coleman and uh, I'm blanking on Trey Harris literally were like making transfer portal like guys look awesome exactly but yeah the SEC scaring me right now obviously it's early, but this, and you see teams get better as the year goes on. But I mean, it, it it's definitely looking like a struggle year for the SEC. I'm so glad you brought this, and this is why I'm starting to love this segment already. I had that exact same conversation with my stepdad. I didn't bring it; you brought it. It's yeah. perfect, bro. We're we're gonna have fun uh, on these Mondays to come. Let's jump back to the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. I knew this was coming. I, I'm. This is not the. This is not a slight on the Bears at all. I want to show. Jordan Love, some love. Yeah, he's a- Pun intended. 
I want to compare Jordan Lo- Love's debut to Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Love, three tutties, no interceptions, 245 yards with a 123 QBR. Rodgers' debut all the way back in 2008, two tutties, one interception, 227 and 105 QBR. Both good, but Jordan's was all around a little bit better. I'm not comparing them yet. Christian Watson didn't even play. Yeah. Um, Romeo Dobbs came up big time. And there's one play in particular that I want to talk about. Jordan Love had the most special play of week one, in my opinion. He fumbled the ball, then caught it right off the first bounce. Did not panic at all when he caught it. Just kind of backpedaled and threw a bomb off his back foot to Luke Musgrave. The very next play, he threw a perfect fade to Romeo Dobbs in the end zone. Basically, dagger. They go up by three scores, beat the Bears in Chicago. The Packers still own Soldier Field. That one play was everything I needed to know about Jordan Love. He was ready to step in there. And it really brings me to a bigger conversation in the NFL. Do you draft a quarterback when you don't need a quarterback? Honestly, this is a conversation that I've had a lot with a lot of different people. I sit there and you look at the Zach Wilsons of the world. You look at the guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Mm -hmm. Rosen, like Go down the list. Jared Goff, even. They struggle. Like, rookies struggle year one in the NFL. And it's not necessarily, like, talent's not there. Like, these guys are obviously really good at football. But having the capability to sit behind somebody and learn and not have the pressure of being like, oh, they drafted him number two overall. If he doesn't perform, like, what's going to happen? Mitchell Trubisky's a great – Mariota's another great one. Like, the list goes on with quarterbacks that don't pan out year one. But it's one of those things that he got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. He got to sit under Matt LaFleur, just sit there and learn the system, no pressure whatsoever, and all you got to go out there and do is perform now. And these college quarterbacks are starting to figure it out. We mentioned last week Caleb Williams' dad came out and said, if we don't like the number one overall pick this year, he's going to stay at USC. Or we're going (laughs) to try to find somewhere where he fits best. They don't want to be put in the worst possible situation. I think Bryce Young, I think that Carolina's perfect for him. He'll, that'll just be a learning experience this year, and he'll be fine. There's, so, there's only a few guys that Chris Vernon always makes this analogy. If you put your kid in a shitty school, there's a less chance that he's going to come out great. Yeah. Now, some there's some kids that are so great, it doesn't matter what school you one put them day. in, they're going to do that, and Bryce Young is one of those. I don't know if C.J. Stroud's that. Anthony Richardson may or may not be that. He looked good yesterday. We'll talk about that. But back to the Packers. They're for real. And Chicago. Yeah. The Bears traded the number one overall pick for DJ Moore, and he was targeted two times. Yeah. We made – I mean, we're guilty of this. We made all this noise about DJ Moore. But at the end of the day, he's a wide receiver. He didn't particularly win in Carolina. Bears have a lot of problems. Defensively, I think, is where it starts. Yeah. But the noise is going to get louder about Justin Fields here soon. I'm not ready to make that yet. Yeah, no, I'm not ready. I don't fully – we'll get to that. Um, It was a tough day for me, you know, how I was sitting there for him. But um, my number – It really – I mean, the night wasn't that tough. Oh, no, no, no. no. The night was incredible. The the game time, I was struggling. I was sitting there, man, fantasy was looking – Looking bleak, I'll be honest. And then right, my right. Cowboys defense put up 40. Tony Pollard put up like 22 and a half, 23. I'm sitting there. I just don't need Josh Allen to score 30. And we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Exactly. And I think that game's going to be a slugfest anyways. But mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you mentioned Jordan Love. I'll be mentioning him just a little bit later. But I'm glad you got to go in, in depth on him. But my number three is the rookies. Yep. 
Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Addison, Bijan, Zay Flowers, and the guy that I never thought in a million years I'd be talking about, Puka Nakua. I don't know if that's how you say it. Fifth-round rookie out of the Bears, drafted by the Rams. Hall of Fame name, Puka Nakua. I think that's his name. I don't know how to say it, but that's what it's spelled like. Ten catches on 15 targets for 119 yards, and the Rams blow out the Seahawks. Like, that is insane Mm -hmm. for a rookie. Zay Flowers, obviously, you had him. Nine catches on 10 targets for 78 yards um, in a – Rough game for the Ravens, but they won. Yep. Um, Bijan had 10 carries for 56 yards, six catches for 27, and a filthy touchdown. In the game against Bryce Young, Bryce struggled a little bit, had two interceptions, but he was only sacked two times. I see that as a positive for Bryce Young. Um, Jordan Addison, four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown on a beautiful route. I mean, I don't know what the Vikings defenders was doing, yes. but he just cut right between them. Um, C.J. Stroud had a really good game, 28 of 44, 242 yards, Four carries, 20 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, sadly, but he was sacked five times. That scares me, especially because I'd probably say the Texans got a better O-line than the Panthers do, so that that scares me. AR is the one I want to talk about. As someone who's sadly playing with this man in Madden, they better boost his rating quick because his <laughs> – Accuracy is a problem. Oh, I, I heard a lot wow. of screams coming from that room Friday night, a lot of yes. frustration, a lot of walking in there just head down – studying other YouTubers, how the hell do I play with yes. Anthony Richardson? I threw seven interceptions in my first game with Anthony Got Richardson. You. He only threw one in real life, but he had 223 yards, a touchdown, 10 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Like, he looked really good. And they gave the Jags a scare. Obviously, I had no doubt the Jags were going to pull away. But, like, I thought I thought the rookie shined a little bit in their mm-hmm. debuts. Um, and for the most part, like, I'm excited to see where they go next. Same here. I- I'm going to stick on Anthony Richardson as well. I thought he looked composed. I, I thought he looked like an NFL quarterback. He looks like the future of that franchise, and that's what I want to see. I just want to see glimpses this yeah. year from him. You don't have to. We don't have to see an MVP season in year yeah. one. Like we just need to see are you capable glimpses. of playing. Mm-hmm. Like Trevor Lawrence threw the most interceptions ever by a rookie, and look exactly. at him now. Like, yeah, Trevor had a conversation with Ant after the game, saying, "Just watch those hits. They add up." You saw that one on the goal line oh, yeah. that happened. Um, He'll learn to slide and get down when he, he needs to. That's the one thing I took away from that. Um, but I want to go to the team whose jersey I have on. I knew this was coming. The most exciting game of the day was the Dolphins at the L.A. Chargers. And if you're watching late afternoon football, you know you and I pay for red zone. And, God, I was so happy for it yeah. yesterday because they just kept jumping from Dolphins Chargers to the Patriots making a comeback on the Eagles. They kept yeah. going back and forth between those two games. But this Dolphin-Chargers ending was incredible. And two is a real contender for MVP. Shoot, so is Tyreek Hill. Just to foreshadow, we have a TikTok coming, and we'll record afterwards on who has better odds to win MVP. You're going to get the first one right because I'm about to say it. Tua had 466 yards with 62% completion for three touchdowns. That's the fifth most yards in Dolphins history. He is tied with Patrick Mahomes as favorite to win the MVP right now, plus 700 odds to win the NFL's most prestigious award outside of the Super Bowl trophy. On the other side of things, Vic Fangio was uh, supposed to change things defensively. (laughs) There's, there was no defense play. The defense stayed at home. <laughs> but Tua and Tyreek said, fuck it. it. We're yeah. just going to outscore everybody. It doesn't matter. It was like a seven on seven. Exactly. But that one final drive, X-Factor Jalen Phillips came through clutch, had the game-winning sack on Justin Herbert. I was happy for that. But Tyreek Hill, 200-plus yards, looking like Tyreek Hill, and Tua got it to him every single time. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of that white receiver's name, but he had a tutty catch. Um, 
but also Jalen Waddle was Oh, Kirkcraft or something like that? Yeah, something R- weird. River Kirkcraft. Uh, yeah, it's River yeah. something. Was I, saw, something. I saw his name. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, but he played well. I- I'm happy for the Dolphins. Two is a real candidate for MVP. But we always go about the same conversation. Can he stay healthy? Yeah, I mean, if he can stay healthy and puts up 400 yards, I mean. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Mike McDaniel deserves a lot of credit. He's a perfect coach for Tua. Yeah. Um, he th- Tua did have an interception in this game. J.C. Jackson, the high high uh Paid Chargers corner intercepted him. They went right back to him the next possession. Mike McDaniel, McDaniel is so ballsy. Fourth and seven on the fifty, he goes for it. That just that aggressive tendency in Mike McDaniel has now been passed to Tua, and he went out there and balled out. He was criticized all offseason about his figure. Can he stay healthy? Can he do this? He went out and proved it this week. All I gotta say is I made a comment that Tua got that full sleeve now. Like I'm telling you, the Talk full sleeve. Mm-hmm. The Hawaiian, like, full sleeve, like, I'm telling you, it, it has magical powers. It like, does. Tua's going to be awesome. Tua is going to be <laughs> and awesome. He he has a, literally an alien named Cheetah on that team. He is practically unguardable. Like, I don't know how you guard him. That Nobody's fast enough to. That fade when I think a linebacker was, like, all over Tyreek in the end zone, he still caught it. Just yeah. like, what he's insane. Heck? I, like... Yeah. I, I, and he's I, gonna retire in two years. Stop yes, it, Tyreek. No. You got another contract in you, dog. You got another. You got contract. three contracts in yes. you. What do you mean? Until that speed goes away, no. Facts. He's insane. I, um, I do want to go to chat and shout out LL Shot forty fifty. His fantasy team put up one hundred seventy six points. So, shout out to LL. Had Shot. the Cowboys defense. I saw. Oh. Yeah, we, Okay, I got you. I got 40 you. points helps. Okay. 40 sense. points that helps. Get, get into your next topic. You covered the rookies. You covered your Cowboys. What's Number next? four. This one's for Jack. Debuts with their new teams. I'm gonna start from the bottom and go up. Bill O'Brien. I just wanted to slightly mention him. I know they lost, and I almost mentioned Kellen Moore too because the offense still looked good. But Bill O'Brien had Mac Jones looking nice. 35 of 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns, and they were one game. They were literally a toe tap from Keishon Butte away from like somehow upsetting. Dude, his teams. awareness is on negative three. He yeah. had two on the sideline. Yeah. He just That's what I'm saying. But, like, yeah. that pass by Mac Jones, oh. Like, if that was Keenan Allen catching that ball instead of Keishon Boutte. For sure. They got, that's the first down they're about to score. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was impressed by the Patriots Again, offense. roster construction. Yeah, well, we won't get into that. <laughs> but I, I thought Bill O'Brien made a nice improvement. Mac Jones looks Hell significantly yeah. better. So, I'm just going to go up this list. Derek Carr. 23 of 33, 305 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and a W over the absolute atrocious Ryan Tannehill-led Titans. Um, Ryan Tannehill over under four and a half games until he's benched. Um, I'm going to take the under. Yeah. I will say one thing. Um, this is who we talk about all the time. How – I'm blanking on the Titans coach. Oh, uh, Vrabel? Mike How Vrabel. Mike Vrabel – kept his team in that game in this game how this finished a one-point game when ryan Tannehill is doing his best helen keller impression at quarterback he he threw three interceptions and there could have been four or five there should have been this is this is a rare occurrence where i talk about an nfl quarterback being lucky to only have three three interceptions yes he looked so bad and the fact that the titans kept capitalizing on defense is a tribute to Mike Vrabel. Yep. It was the opening drive. I mean, the opening kickoff, um, I can't think of bro's name, but he ripped it out of the Saints guys' hands, and they were in immediate field goal uh, position. And, of course, Tannehill couldn't do shit, and they yeah. had to kick a field goal. 
but they never got into the end zone. Derek Carr, yes, statistically it was there. He didn't look great either, but, I mean, you win the right. game. Right. Titans defense it's is stingy. The Saints should have won by two or three touchdowns. The yes. Titans are not going to be very good. Because Tannehill's a quarterback. Tannehill's best passes of the day were to the defense. I mean, he hit, he hit the defense in the number five or six times, and they dropped two of them. Yeah. Like, I was, like, Marshawn Lattimore had one square in the numbers, and I think he was just seeing the touchdown, right. and he he dropped it. But like, Do you know how Michael Thomas ended up playing? He I, played all right. Uh, he played all right. Uh, I don't know. Because I knew you were playing our boy Connor in fantasy. He, I don't know if. Uh, MT went off. Or all he he had a good – his first drive, he had like two or three catches for like 30-something yards, and Connor was going crazy. But uh, yeah. um, The next one, I want to say Jimmy G. Now, I won't talk too much on this because I did not watch this game, but 20 to 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, did have the one interception, but they got the W over the Broncos, so he ruined the Sean Payton. The scramble to win the game, too. Yes, the scramble was nice. Crazy. Um, Jordan Love is the guy that you obviously mentioned, 245 yards, three touchdowns, and a dominant win. <sighs> You know, sadly, there's a lot of times that I have to admit when I'm wrong on this podcast. Baker Mayfield. Um, I was not wrong about Dak Prescott because Kirk Cousins lost and he's a bum. But um, Baker, the guy that beat Kirk Cousins, oh my god, dude, was out there playing like he was in college again. Baker Mayfield. Oh my god. Twenty-one of thirty-four, 173 yards. So obviously not crazy yards. Two touchdowns, but he got the dub. That's all that matters. He got the dub. He made a like. The final drive, I was sitting there like begging for the Vikings to get a stop, and he threw an out route to Chris Godwin. Incredible catch by Godwin, but he put it in the only spot where he could catch the ball. <laughs> and then the they, I was like, "There's still another chance. They just got to stop him three and out. It's gonna be a harder drive." And he tucked it, tucked it, ran, lowered, lowered the, shoulder, the shoulder, got up, chirping. I was oh. like, "Oh my gosh, is Oklahoma flag gonna be playing oh in the middle of the field?" God. Like, I, I will give prop where it's due. Baker Mayfield play a heck of a game. I really um, appreciate that. That was honestly a really good game this weekend. I was yes. not anticipating it to be one. Um, I am nervous about the Vikings. Like, flip side, I am nervous about them. You and I went into it, and the reason – okay, Baker did not have 300 yards passing. No. That was a bold prediction. It was bold prediction Friday. He was halfway there. <laughs> yeah, he was halfway there. But the reason I chose that as my bold prediction, the Vikings had the worst passing defense in all of yes. football last year, and it showed – shout out Mike Evans. No celebration when he caught that touchdown. But Baker could change his mind. We'll, we'll see about we'll see. that. I and mean, Chris poor, Jones changed his mind real fast. Yes, exactly. And a poor NFC South, you know, Tampa Bay starts putting some wins together. The first game without Tom Brady, they win. Happy for him. Vikings, yikes. Yeah. They're most missing Dalvin Cook. They're missing him. And, by the way, Dalvin Cook's getting bulk of the carries tonight. Is he? Yeah, Bryce, Brees Hall, they really want to – they're just ease gonna, him back in. Yeah, ease yeah. him back in. Dalvin would be getting most carries. Wish would have known that in a fantasy draft, but it is what it is. <laughs> I, I was uh, I re, I try to avoid the teams I'm not confident in their backfield. Right. Like if if this dynasty league I didn't already have these players, I probably would have not drafted like half of them. That's mm-hmm. why my team had to have the Cowboys defense score forty. Right. Yeah. But that's number four. I, I had to give props where it was due. I was gonna give it to Jordan Love and uh Baker, because obviously I picked Justin Fields to have a better day, but we do not have to talk about that. I'm sad enough. The jersey's going to be here in a few days, and I wish I could return it already. <laughs> um, There's so many, like, newfound fans of Kirk Cousins because of the quarterback show. My parents are definitely included in that. But I mean, Oh, I love Kirk Cousins as, like, a human. Yeah, but. same. I mean, it just looks like the epitome of Kirk. He had one terrible interception. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson. I kind of want to speak on that play a little bit because Kirk Cousins – in uh, Kirk fashion, had that interception against Tampa Bay. I think it was a new corner for the Buccaneers, and Justin Jefferson just laid his ass out. Oh, dude, yes. Yeah. Oh, Justin Jay Jettas literally laid out everything. I think and it was helmet came off. 
I think it was Jamel Dean. Okay, gotcha. I think it was the same guy. Yeah, it was it was whatever. But poor, I mean, Jay Jettas. I mean, he's the best receiver in all of football, putting up the stats with Kirk Cousins as quarterback. Yeah. Oh no, I I didn't even like I I kept flipping back and forth between the games because I was just watching it on YouTube TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, we were at family God, gathering. How, how happy are you? Oh no, dude. that was so nice, dude. It was beautiful. That was so nice. And um, by the way, you, I know I text you. But yeah. The TV's good there, and then I put the thing that was right there. Uh, I just put in there since, uh, even though Alex was setting his drinks on shit, so we just put it there instead of the. I got you. All right. Anyway, sorry. No, but apartment tings. Yeah, but that <laughs> that Jetta's hit, I was like, yeah, I was, I was like, put him at DB. There is another. There's this is the final NFL play I want to talk about, but um, we have not spoken on the Cardinals Commanders game. Yeah, because I didn't watch it. Discovery Channel was not involved <laughs> in YouTube TV. Josh Dobbs gave it everything he had. Uh, ended up on the losing end of things. Yes. But did you see that NFL ref get drilled in that game and then throw a flag afterwards? No. So Sam Howell was running out of bounds, and Cardinals player came over and dove over the top of Sam Howell and laid out the ref. This referee, Derek Bowers, had to leave the game because his arm was injured, like seriously injured. He could not ref the rest of the game. But arm tucked in, he was laying back. He stood up just like the Undertaker, bro, and had that other hand and threw a flag. It was on the offense, too. It wasn't even on the defense for laying him out. But, bro, literally awoken like the Undertaker and threw that flag. And penalty was on the offense, but I don't know. Shout out to, uh, what was his name? Derek Bowers. Hope he's all right. Wow. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. It must have been the hardest hit in the game, too. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch that game, but I saw Sam Howell play tonight. I almost yeah. mentioned it, but I was like, yeah. They slept walk. Eric Bieniemy's offense, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we, we know Antonio Gibson wasn't very good. Yeah, Jesus. It was good enough to beat the Cardinals. Yeah. But it looks like Chris Rodriguez and um, beat, uh, Brian, Brian Robinson. Robinson are going to get the bulk of the carries there. Commanders, yeah. Um, Ron Rivera, um, if he starts 2-5, and 2-7, he may be on his way out of there. Eric yep. Bieniemy, I interim think the reason coach. I hired him is yeah. to have him as interim coach. Yep. No, I can see it. Um, Final topic for me, and you have one more as yep, well, don't I you? Yep, I do. You're going to be shocked by it, too. Is it NFL-related? Okay, mine's not either, so good. Pivoting from NFL, I saw a question in chat about USA Basketball, and I made a video uh, today. I think that'll be dropping later tonight. Art, and maybe I've already dropped. I can't remember if I posted it or not. But Stephen Curry and LeBron James just confirmed their interest in joining Team USA. U.S. national team went medalist in the FIBA World Cup thanks to Dylan Brooks dropping 39. Shout-out former Grizzly. Yeah, where did um, that come from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he actually, never dropped that many. No, in game, he's hasn't? never been this efficient ever in his life, and it makes me extremely. Oh, it's extremely so irritating. Upset. Yeah, Steph. The reason he wants to play, he wants to play for Steve Kerr. I don't know why, because Steve Kerr, I mean, just completely botched this entire. He was thing. horrible. Jaron Jackson is not a, a five. Yeah. The reason the Grizzlies have Stephen Adams next to him is because he's a power forward, a free safety that loves to block shots. He's not your five. He cannot rebound. This has all been documented over his five-year-long career, and he refused to play Walker Kessler, the only true five on the team, next to Jaron. Jaron gets a lot of hate because he didn't rebound. I mean, it's well-deserved. He is seven feet tall, but that's not who he is, and we no, knew that going in there. He's never played like that. Exactly. Like He's just now starting to back people down and do a little hook shot. Yeah, that, like, I mean, we're lucky that he played. He's he's like a wing and a six-foot-eleven body. Yeah. It's what he is. So this, them like not even winning a bronze medal against Team Canada – 
LeBron James enters the conversation. He says he's going to come back and play. But not only that, he's recruiting Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and Jason Tatum to also play in the 2024 Olympics. Curry has never competed in the Olympics. I did not know this. So 2024 would be his Olympic debut. It's exciting. Kerr said after that loss, it's not 1992 anymore. Well, I have to say this. Coach K is not coaching this team anymore, and you could tell it. Yeah, no. um, All right, so explain this to me because I actually don't know how this works. So the FIBA – Right. Is that the team that plays in the Olympics? Uh, no, it's different. Okay. So FIBA, uh, what a lot of countries do is if you want to play in the Olympics, you have to play in FIBA. And FIBA is like, it's like the FIFA World Cup. It's yeah. separate from the separate. Olympics. Uh, but USA Basketball, usually it's like the like second tier NBA players that compete in FIBA. We've only, we've only gotten two of the last six FIBA gold medals, which is Jeez. terrible. Yeah, Olympics, we've won the last four. Yeah, we kill it at Olympics. Yeah, but, um, yeah, FIBA, it's not Okay, because I was confused because, I'll be honest, I don't pay that much attention to Olympics or FIBA for the, right. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I was wondering if, like, this team, like the Jaren, the sh- yeah, like, yeah. all those guys, I was like, are they really about to be the ones competing for USA in the Olympics? Because yeah. we ain't going to medal. It'll probably be, like, you remember last Olympics, it was Damian Lillard, Kevin Yeah, Lillard. and that's why I, I was like, yeah. They ain't playing in this. Like, yeah. I, I, so I was confused a little I bit there. I saw De'Aaron Fox wants to play in the Olympics. It's going to be Stephen Curry. Another thing that went under the radar is reading this ESPN article today. And even before BR sent us the notey, USA has been talking to Joel Embiid about playing. Because Joel Embiid has dual citizenship in both France, which the Olympics are in Paris, and the United States. Okay. So if Joel Embiid ran out there with Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, GG's. Yeah, GG's. That's GG's. Anyways, that's my final time. Stephen Curry, LeBron will probably suit up. They're viewing it as a last dance. I wish I had thought about this before I came out here, but I could have jersey swapped real quick to talk uh, about my last topic. I have a Bears jersey in there. You, you want to wear it? No, 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 no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with football, actually. Okay, okay. Or basketball. Got you. Um, we never talk about baseball. Okay. Um. But I have to show love to my boy Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna is absolutely chasing history right now. Much um, love. He's currently batting three thirty six in the MLB, which is tied for second. <laughs> sixty five stolen bases, first. Sixty five on seventy eight. So he's only been caught thirteen times. <laughs> like that's crazy. He takes off. He's there. Oh, I know. Thirty six home runs, which is tied for sixth. Ninety three RBIs, which is tied for eleventh. 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases has only happened four times in MLB history. And both and all four times, it's like 46 homers to 40 stolen bases, 42, 42, 40, like mm-hmm. he has 65 stolen bases. Right. He's good, like they're projecting him to be at 40 home runs and 80 stolen bases by the end of the year, My which God. has literally never been heard of before. Um, but I also like just the season ago, he was coming off an injury. He didn't play incredible. Um and, I mean, it shows, like, we got beat by the Nationals in the playoffs um, early. But his strikeout rate has dropped by the largest percentage drop since 1968, mm-hmm. ever. He went from twenty about 24% of the time striking out to 11 this season. He They literally can't get him out. The only way he gets out is if he hits it right to somebody. Is he the runaway favorite for MVP? He has to be. I, I know people are and, talking about Mookie Betts coming in, but... Mm-hmm. You, this dude is literally about to do something never heard of in the MLB. He's got to be. And just because, you know, I don't watch baseball either. Are the Braves, like, are they a top? Oh, they're the only ones that have clinched so far. Gotcha. We, we've literally already clinched the playoff postseason, and we have, like, 20 games left. <laughs> like, uh-huh. he, what he's doing, like, I knew he was good. I never in a million years thought he was this good. Like, they always joked he could be that 30-30 guy, like, get 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs. 
Nobody was ever in a million years being like, oh, he'll have 65 with 25 games left. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> like, that's literally insane. And then There's I was. There's a chance he could steal 80 bases. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, just imagine that. 80 stolen bases in a year. I mean, if you go and look at, like, the most stolen bases in MLB history or in a, in a season, like, it's absolutely insane. I don't know how guys were stealing 100 bases. Like, Jackie had to be in there, shouldn't he? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read that far. I was just kind of looking like to see. There's actually a dude who plays for the Athletics, which I know. I, I don't know his name. I think it's like Estuary Ruiz or something like that. But he's also at like fifty something this year. Gotcha. I'm like, something's going on. Like I think the pitch clock has something to do with it. People are kind of timing it out. But I just had to mention baseball for a second. Maybe love give it. give some guys that love MLB a little love. And I just wanted to mention Ronald Acuna and the team sure. he's on right now. Yeah. Um. I have a couple people that send me messages. Um. I, I can't think of bro's name. I'm gonna just so because he Carter Carter Laughlin. Yeah, to talk uh, yeah, about uh yeah he he Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, he he likes MLB, so I I know he's tuned in right now. Shout out to Carter. Responded his message the other day. Cooper, you and I hit on everything today, bro. Uh, first day of ten headlines from the weekend, five each to success. Um, Cooper's gonna come with uh, one of his segments maybe on Friday, and we'll make we'll that a tradition as well. Uh, we have multiple, multiple, multiple TikToks and YouTube shorts coming out this week. NFL season has started, and it we're is. there for it. We are now just about 35 to 40 days away from the start of the NBA season as yeah. well. We're getting down the final stretch, and I can't wait for it. Kerber, you got anything else for us? I do not. All right, well, we'll be back here on Friday, and you and your girls' dinner is at 7 o'clock, so we're doing, you know, this one we'll do 5.30. Yeah, we'll be good. All right, and we'll record on Wednesday, Wednesday. night. Okay, all right, beautiful. Um, we'll be back here live, 5.30 this Friday, Central Time. Y'all be sure to tune in on YouTube. We're on the road to 2,000 subs. I saw, I think we're about to hit 1,600, which is great, great news. Let's continue to run that shit up. Cooper, hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir, you too.